Welcome back. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed the three rebroadcasted episodes that David picked out for us to hear. I hope even more that you are excited to be back listening to new ones. I want you to know that I'm really excited to share them with you. And so we begin. Welcome to Season 4 of the Good Story Podcast. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. Today, I want to talk to you about living in the midst. <laughs> That's hard to say. Midst. Midst. M-I-D-S-T, right? Okay. I'm not saying mist, like you missed something, or mist, like the hazy mist in the air, but the midst, M-I-D-S-T, living in the midst. I'm concerned this word is hard to understand because the more I say it, the harder it is to pronounce it clearly. So, we got that settled. Secondly, I want to give you a heads up right now, maybe even a warning, that this week's episode is not going to be funny. It might not even be all that enjoyable. In fact, it might be one that could fall under the or make you feel slightly uncomfortable category included in the musical introduction. It might make you feel that way because as I'm recording this right now, I too am living in the midst. For those of you who are grammaticians among us, you might already be feeling uncomfortable. You might be saying, ugh, in the midst of what? The midst implies in the middle of, and I need to know in the middle of what? In the midst of a desert? A storm? A mall? Are you in the midst of a decision or a crisis? Or an aha moment? Are you in the midst of a losing streak? A winning streak? Or in the midst of a large crowd? Lay on the plane already. Give me context for your midst. Guess what, grammatician? You are echoing my thoughts exactly. I need some context for my midst. I need to know what I'm in the middle of sometimes too, and it's sometimes really hard to see it. Sometimes I can't see it. Sometimes I can't understand it until the midst is over and I'm looking over my shoulder or into a rear view mirror looking more closely at the situation itself before I too can grab a context for my midst. As I record this today, it is October 17th. 2019. You might right now stop and do some math and think, wait, isn't that just like a couple days ago? And yes, in fact, you would be right. And at this juncture in my life, I am waiting. I am praying. I am in the midst. Sometimes the midst is a brief moment, kind of like a panic or a crisis that involves immediate attention and ends with quick resolution. Sometimes the midst is a more extended period of time that feels overwhelming, even though you know that the end is in sight. And sometimes the midst seems life-altering to the point where you begin to wonder, am I really in the middle of something? Or is this now my new normal? May I suggest to you a context and some clarity for our midst, whatever that might look like. Well, I can't share with you today all of my current 
in the midst moments. There simply isn't time. And it's also not always super appropriate. But I do want to share with you, too, that I'm in the midst of now. And one more that is dear to my heart. Today, I want to talk to you about Soren, my parents, and a precious woman named Nicole. First, Soren. On October 1st, our sweet little grandson Soren was born to our son Tim and his wife Tamara. He weighed in at a strong 7 pounds, 10 ounces. And when he went for his first week checkup, he was already back to his birth weight. And it checked all the right boxes for health and strength. And I do want to mention he is a very beautiful baby and incredibly precious. And then, at 10 days old, he was rushed to an emergency room and then hospitalized with RSV, which some of you may be familiar with as a respiratory infection. His journey from healthy and happy to a room in the pediatric intensive care was a quick one. And he is there today where he's being cared for by competent doctors and nurses and other medical professionals. Our son and daughter-in-law are being attended to as well by these same professionals and by Tamara's wonderful mama. We visit often. We pray constantly. We share prayer requests with those who are following us on Facebook or on Instagram. With praying friends, we send texts. We send messages to relatives. Pray for Soren. We are not yet looking in the rearview mirror. Instead, we continue to live in the midst. And while we do, while we pray, while we ask others to pray and we pray some more, we lean into the arms of our loving Lord and trust that all his promises are true. Second, my parents. Perhaps you recently heard the rebroadcast of the episode entitled, My Mom where I shared with you the experience I had dropping my mom off at her Salvation Army daycare for the very first time. She continues to go there, now twice a week. When I picked her up last week, I smiled as I saw her wave goodbye to all her friends. She gathered the Bible study sheets that were handed out that day, and she smiled and started reading them again. I remembered to look for her coat and check to see if she brought her purse, knowing that I wouldn't be able to ask her if she had it with her earlier. We started walking toward the car, and she said to me, Isn't this place lovely? Isn't it phenomenal? I agreed with her. She smiled, and she sang, It's a happy day, when she's happy, which is often she sings, It's a Happy Day. In fact, one day, we brought a few of our grandkids to visit my parents and eat supper together. And our granddaughter said, best to sing It's a Happy Day 11 times tonight. She was really happy. <laughs> and she was. And so we continue in the midst of this. What I haven't shared with you yet that is that in the meantime, my dad has had his own health challenges. He had a pacemaker put in last May, a Memorial Day, which makes it easy for me to remember what day. (laughs) And since then, we've had a number of doctor's visits, further tests, follow-up appointments as he adjusts medications and strategies to get him back to where he was before this incident. By his admission to his doctors and friends and my brother and sisters and myself and others, he would say he's gone from aging to aged rather quickly. 
This transition has caused us all to think about living arrangements that require him to do less and enjoy more. You might be wondering, what have you decided? Where will they go? What is your plan? And I would say that right now, we are in the midst. I'm making phone calls and appointments and visits and getting paperwork done and doing math and and praying and, and hoping for them to find a place where they could settle in that feels safe and comfortable and fun and accessible and beautiful and honors them in a way that they can feel it. I'm not sure when and where and and what that looks like yet, because right now we are living in the midst. And while we do, we pray. We ask others to pray. And we pray some more as we lean into the arms of our loving Lord and trust that all His promises are true. Finally, I'd like to talk to you for a moment about a precious woman named Nicole. I met Nicole through my daughter Greta, who met her when they worked together at Lifetime Fitness Corporate. They were in the same division. They were in the same faith group together with their friend Jesse. They traveled together. They ate lunches together. They shared life together, which is why Greta was distraught when she called to tell me that Nicole was in the hospital and they were running tests and they thought she might have brain cancer. Nicole, the health coach, The 29-year-old woman, full of life and joy, was facing a test that to most would seem insurmountable. And on that day, Nicole, with her husband Davis, began her life in the midst. And that's where they are today. When I asked Nicole if I had permission to share parts of her story on Good Story, do you know what she said? She said, absolutely. And I absolutely want to, because she has been such a an encouragement to me. Can I read for you just a couple of her posts? Sorry. Mm, Okay. Here's one. Her Instagram page is coach.nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E dot Bates. Coach.nicole dot Bates. This is what she writes. Fatigue. I need to give a little update, y'all. It's been one week so far, officially, of radiation and chemo treatments, and I'm exhausted. These battle ropes I'm wearing in this photo sometimes feel very real on my actual body. I've been told by my radiation team and doctors fatigue and nausea will be present over the remaining six weeks now, but I could get more used to it. Mental health. Having brain cancer has been so unexpected for life. I never thought this would happen to me. Because of my brain, it's really impacted my functionality. I'm dreaming of reading, growing, moving my body again, being healthy like I was for my career. But it's been taking a lot of my best time, and I'm still doing my gosh darndest. (laughs) I reach out for prayers in both areas if you are willing to give them. She posts another time, It's been 10 days of radiation treatment so far. Not feeling great today due to fatigue. This week had lots of appointments. So much exhaustion due to sleep being jacked up. But no matter what I'm going through, I'm keeping a good attitude, positive. And then she ends, do you have anything fun planned for the weekend? I've got some things I'm excited for. And this last one I want to read to you, it says this. 
Battling cancer is never something anyone expects and certainly not planning for an already busy 29-year-old career-chasing health and wellness-seeking individual. In July 2019, I learned the unfortunate news that I had brain cancer, astrocytoma to be specific, and now I'm just past the middle of radiation and chemotherapy treatment for a total of 6.5 weeks. This entire experience has brought out a wide range of emotions for me. Post-awake brain surgery, I felt inspired to continue to influence others and how to stay positive. At the end of the day, just because you have cancer doesn't mean you aren't a light who can and will survive and thrive. Also, as a health coach, I love helping others with food, movement, and emotional support, but now I've needed that same support for myself. In a giving career, It can be hard to include time and support for yourself, and even harder when you're battling something so life-impacting that it makes you feel temporarily miserable. If you want to chat, need encouragement, or are struggling yourself, let me know. I've got your back. Can you see now I wanted to share this story with you as well? I believe that while Nicole is living in the midst, she is discovering the context we all need while we live in our own midstiness. (laughs) Let me tell you what I mean. Picture this. Picture a mountain. Turn your head to the left. It's over there. In my mind, it's in the west. Because with my directionally challenged mind, I'm always facing north, right? So my mountain to the left is in the west. You do it now too. Really, picture a mountain. On the top of this mountain is a list. The title of this list is, I Know God Is. And on this list are all the character qualities of God that we can find that he has revealed to us in his word. God is an ever-present help in time of trouble. God is holy. God is good. God is the God who sees. God is the God who knows. God is the God who provides. God is the God who heals. God is the God who helps the widow and the orphan. God is love and God is peace. God is truth and life in the way. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. God is a God of comfort. We can know he is all of these, but that's not all. Picture with me now a mountain to your right in the east. (laughs) And on this mountain is another list. But instead of it starting with, I know God is, it says, I know God as. Can you hear the difference? Let me help. For an example, I could say, I know my husband is kind. But if you heard me say, I know my husband as kind, it would take a new meaning, wouldn't it not? One, sounds like I've experienced that, and I have. To know someone as means you've experienced them in this way. And there is our context. Our midst, then, is smack dab in the middle of these two mountains, which if we were a geographer, we might call a valley. Wow, first you're a grammatician, now a geographer. Actually, anybody would call the place between two mountains a valley. We don't need to be a geographer for that. In this valley... We are hanging out in the midst, feeling the shadows and the darkness around us, 
without a view really worth looking at. But if we knew, if we knew the context for this valley, if we knew we were actually going from one mountain on the left through the valley and we would end up on the mountain on the right, we would cling to that hope. We would know that someday we could look in our rearview mirror, we could turn around and look behind us, and we could see our struggle and pain and know that knowing God is a good thing, knowing he is is a good thing, knowing the list of all of his qualities is a good thing, studying the Bible and seeing, oh, God is this, God is this, God is this, that's a good thing, but knowing him as those things is something deeper. Knowing God as the one who sees me, knowing him as the one who knows and as the one who provides and heals is better by far. And so, as I pray for baby Soren to breathe on his own and to not need tubes and medicine, as I pray for him to grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, as I ask the Lord to give him breath in his lungs so that someday he can pour out his praise to a God who saves. As I pray and as I watch my son and his wife stay with their sweet baby day after day after day after day after day in the hospital, clinging to hope and craving prayer, I know that they too are in the midst and it's hard and it's dark and it's scary there. But I also know that they know there will be another mountain that they will stand top someday and someday soon and they will look back at this valley and they will tell others of how God grabbed their hands and walked through the valley with them they will say that they didn't walk alone not ever they will be able to say as well that they now know God as and their story will fill in the blank and we will hear it we will hear their good story about a good God and I also know, as I walk on this unknown path with my mom and my dad, and as I set up appointments and visit locations and meet people and fill out forms and talk to doctors and nurses and housing directors, and as I pray and pray and pray and pray and feel overwhelmed with both love and grief and details and a lack of time to do everything well, I know that I too am in the midst and I know that the Lord is right here with me. And as I trust in Him, I know he leads me. I know he walks beside me and that he is my rear guard. I know that my God will not bring me on a path that he will not make straight for me. But still, while I wait for my faith to become sight, I still cry sometimes. And I still wonder. And I still wake up some mornings feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. But I can be at peace as I receive comfort from the Lord, knowing that while I walk with my God, I am learning him as. And I am looking ahead to the other mountain. And I look forward to clarity in my perspective. I look forward to saying, now I know God as, and I too will be able to fill in a new blank. And finally, I pray this for Nicole as well. I know, dear girl, that you are in the midst and I know that there are days when you feel your valley is dark and scary, but I also want you to know that we can see you. We can see you in the valley with your light shining brightly. You are walking with your Lord and with your husband Davis by your side, and we can see you. Your faith in your God 
shines bright as you determine to walk with strength and dignity and purpose and a faith in God that is rooted firmly. I so look forward with you when this path is behind you, and I look forward with you to the time when you too will say, the journey wasn't easy. But I can tell you what a blessing it is to now know God as, and you will finish your sentence, and we will all be blessed by it. Dear friends, as you listen to this podcast today, can I encourage you in your midst I am certain that many of you, too, are finding yourselves living through something difficult that hasn't yet found resolve. You are walking in the valley, and it's hard to even imagine a time when you weren't or imagine a time when you no longer will be, and you look around and you say, how did I even get here? But please know this. You do not walk alone. As you place your faith and trust in a God who is able, you will know his presence in the darkest of times. And as you make it through, your love for him will be deepened and strengthened and your faith will be made stronger and your empathy will be greater and your ability to extend grace to others who struggle around you will be greater. And through it all, God will be greater praised as we hear stories of his love and faithfulness, may I encourage you while you walk in the midst. Lord Jesus, please draw near. Draw near to anyone who is struggling, anyone who is walking in the middle of the valley. Lord, may they look back and see, oh yeah, I know God is this. Perhaps I can draw near to him in that way. And Lord, would you encourage them knowing that you are walking beside them, that you will lead them in this valley, that you will be near them, that as they draw near to you, Lord, you promise you're going to draw near to them. Lord, would you encourage them wherever they're at? Lord, would you answer the prayers of our heart, the cries of our heart? As I lift up baby Soren to you, as I lift up my parents, as I lift up Nicole, as I lift up anyone around me who is listening right now, their hard time, Lord, we lift these up to you and we ask you to be near us in the midst of it all, near us in the midst of our struggle, so that when we get to the other side, we can proclaim your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you are in the midst, that you are in the midst with us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.